are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Happy 10 minutes later. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, let's keep... I don't want to talk U of A football because, quite frankly, they suck right now. Well, they suck. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Lute Olsen. We're going to squeeze every last... Uh, Vestige nut- of interest. ...nutrient out of this marrow possible. Did you ever see that movie with Michael Keaton um, where he... Uh, it's like with him and Andy Garcia um, where Keaton's a... Uh, Keaton's in, pri- Keaton's in prison, and Andy Garcia's like an FBI agent or something, and his kid's about to die, and they need Michael Keaton's marrow. No. I might, yes, but I bet it's been 30 years since I have. Is it good? Should I see it? Well, no, it was like 15 years ago. Oh, it was only 15 but, years ago? Yeah. That, that's why. I tried to watch it 30 years ago. Yeah, you could find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should watch it, though. I, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. I can't okay, remember what his cool. name is. All but right. every time I say the word marrow, I mm-hmm. think You remember a Michael Keaton. You, yeah, yes. you think of Michael Keaton and Andy Garcia. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. correct. All right, nice. Now, do you think we'll ever see anything like Lute Olsen again on the West Coast? And I guess you're throwing Mark Few in there. Well, uh, it's always possible. In all fairness, I mean, though, in, uh, in 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 actual, uh, that's that's always possible. But where is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is it, you have to have a college town where they're the only game in town that hasn't desperate had measures. Uh, oh, desperate seen? measures. Uh, I don't know, but I'll remember it and maybe give it a look. All right, go ahead. Uh, thank you for the uh, locked on uh, movie suggestion. <laughs> yes, very sure. much appreciate. We're, we're, we're clairvoyant around <laughs> we here. Really we are. know what a possible. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's let's take for instance Tucson. No real sports tradition. A hungry to be respected. Somebody comes into town. Good things happen. It's a perfect storm, mm-hmm. which starred George Clooney, not Michael Keaton or right. Andy Garcia. Right. Uh, Spokane, mm-hmm. not a real sports town. You know, some, something come, looking for respect, second fiddle to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody comes into town, gives them something to be proud about, community galvanizes behind them, and it works. Mark Few. So what you're looking for, I think, on the West Coast are... Cities like that, mm. that would fall under that category, trying to find respect, looking for someone that can galvanize success, and then the community gets behind them. Possibilities. Fresno, Colorado Springs. Interesting. Maybe Albuquerque, but Albuquerque's had some success with basketball mm. before, but maybe mm. Albuquerque. Uh, probably some uh, Reno. Mm. Uh, you know, this places places like that, right? Uh, and there were probably a half dozen in California that, uh, and and may, maybe uh, maybe a, a one or two in Utah. Boise, right? Boise is a great example Boise with football. Is a very good example. Uh, so, Boise is a great example. Yeah. So is, is Boise what Boise is in football? What Gonzaga is in basketball? Yeah, I right? think that's absolutely true. And both of them are what Arizona was in basketball. Correct. So you know those. It, it's those when you're looking for that dynamic. Is it possible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And recently we've seen it. So could it happen again? Sure. Uh, but it's not easy. Right. You've got to get the right guy there, and you've got to have some people convincing you to make it happen. A place that I think is a possibility that's a larger city and a little bit more established is San Diego. If, if San Diego State could get into a larger conference, mm-hmm. I think I the think... city could get behind, and, and to some degree already has gotten behind that basketball program, right. but I think could to a higher degree because the Chargers have left. Mm-hmm. 
and really the pot and and, and they're into the Padres right. currently frustrated but right. into the Padres right. uh, and, but they're the Padres only play six months out of the year mm-hmm. and so you need a football product and a basketball product and maybe your town can get behind them San Diego would be a larger possibility of some of those up-and-coming burgeoning uh, cities right. so is it possible yeah um, is it but there aren't many you know, it, it's not something that ASU can do. And you know what's weird about it? San Diego State, I, I I really feel, the more that I've thought about it, is really the sleeping giant on the West Coast. I don't think, honestly, that any conference wants any part of San Diego State in a ma- or mm-hmm. if they're in a major conference. Yeah. Because it's not great academically. Um, it's, it's not a difficult school to get into. Which means you have a larger recruiting pool. Uh, yes, and it's in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Which means you have the potential for a larger recruiting <laughs> yes. pool. And, by the way, they've been good lately. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which... Means that you have the potential of a larger recruiting <laughs> I mean, we pool. Just, we, we just basically laid everything. By out the way, right this there. is you didn't know this, but this is the San Diego State version of the Locked On <laughs> Aztec yes, podcast. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Locked On Aztecs. <laughs> but I think your point is well taken. Right, for San sure. San Diego State, even the the whether it was an urban myth or legitimate, about twenty five years ago, the conversation was that the Pac-10 wanted nothing to do with San Diego State precisely for that reason. So to keep them ostracized, make sure they didn't get into the conference. Mm-hmm. I would, and, and, and given what Cal what did to BYU uh, when they were talking about expansion, I wouldn't put this behind the sanctimonious jackasses in the Pac-10 at all. Oh, no, no, exactly. Uh, uh, for, for, there- entire, for other entire reasons. And they would talk about, just like you did, even though Washington State has crap academics too, right. they looked the other day away with Washington State, but San Diego State scares the hell out Is- of them. I think, I think there's still... You make, a, you make a really good point. There's a lot of legitimacy to that possibility. Is there anything lamer, too, than Pac-12 president? That, like, you know, just oh. thinks that it's basically, you know, oh. listen, listen. The height of piety is unmatched. You know what? This is in, a, from, in a Power Five conference. This is coming from uh, somebody with multiple degrees from the University of Arizona. It's a, it's an average school. Mm-hmm. I don't, and there you can look at rankings on any statistical measure. Now, there's certain there's certain departments that are big time, mm-hmm. for sure. Business is good. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Uh-huh. So, oh. again... But it's not like anybody's considering it the Harvard of the West. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've i never understood where this idea that we we hold ourselves in such high academic standards. That was my whole Yeah, it's thing. absolute nonsense. What was the thing, too? Like, I was talking with the people. I'm like, why in the world wouldn't you try to get Baylor if mm-hmm. you're in the Pac-12? And it's the same thing. Oh, well, they're academics. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, and, and you make up a really, you bring up a really good point here. Because two, two. That's, that's at least, second. is that the second one? I, I There's so many, I can't even count. I can't count to two. Right. Way too old for that. I almost need some Even though block. this is our, <laughs> this is our second locked on podcast of the last like four minutes right uh but i mean is cal berkeley a good school yes is stanford a good school yes is ucla a good school yes usc's a good private school for sure asu that's asu is in your effing conference those are the four right there those Uh four schools oregon state is in your effing conference washington state is in your effing conference give me a break about your pious nonsense already sure so is can san diego state be in your league yeah if you want them in your league you could put them in your league Mm -hmm. and they'd be good and they would be really Mm -hmm. good yeah yeah so yeah i agree with that spare me with all this sanctimonious nonsense you know what you don't need to spare me with though Built bar. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever says to you, dude, get rid of that built bar. You're, they're saying, give me a built bar. So 
I don't really know where I was going with that, other than the fact that just say, you know, bring, bring you know, you don't bar. have to be sanctimonious and pious to like a built bar. No, you don't. And you're more, now you just it's know it's good. Fact, you're a moron if you don't like built bars. That's right. I mean, and and it's simple. You don't built bars good. You know it's good. You don't have to act like it's good because it stands on its own merit. It stands on its own merit, and that's why we don't even go into depth in the reads because mm. you know what? People here that are listening to Locked On Wildcats are obviously informed. I would them. suggest to you that the built bar might even be the San Diego State. Of protein bars. But hasn't it already arrived, though, where we're still mm. waiting for San Diego? Yeah, State maybe you to, make a good point. You better get there before. And you don't have to just get it at GNC, either. Mm-hmm. You can get it on Amazon. Yeah. Or you might even Google it. Yeah. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Uh, we were talking. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Loot. Uh, we got sidetracked on the on Pac-12 Sanctimony. Oh, Pac- yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. The... Uh, I thought you made an interesting point in another podcast we did about how, if it isn't for Luke Miller and uh, Tommy Lloyd aren't here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I think that's uh, absolutely, uh, and yeah, I, I think that's correct. Yeah. I think they recognize that there is, there, the University of Arizona is a in brand. Arizona. And it's a brand that in college basketball is nationally recognized. Mm-hmm. And when you need a late night game, very often that Pac-12 matchup is going to include Arizona. Even if Arizona isn't very good, mm-hmm. they're a better name the and average, a bigger draw. The, the average, average person knows about Arizona basketball. Exactly. You know, and, and as such, they'd probably rather watch them than ASU and rather watch them than Oregon State. Well, ASU's a football and rather, <laughs> I've heard this rumor. Right. And much rather watch them than, you know, maybe even USC. USC's been really good. Right. You know, that's a team that... As much as we give Enfield grief, SC's won what twenty six games for the last sure. four and years or something like that, eight. and coming off the Elite Eight, just seeming like like everybody else in the Pac twelve this last year. Uh, so Arizona has absolute L U E T mm-hmm. potential. Oh wow! Yeah. And, and to be very good again, and I think a lot of people recognize that good college coaches view Arizona as a potential place where they can win and win big. And I think when Tommy Lloyd said that there aren't, I I was perfectly content uh, to stay at Gonzaga, but when Arizona became available, that's a job that you gotta pay a little extra attention to and seriously consider taking. I believe him. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was lip service, I believe him. I think think in Sean Miller's case, uh, Miller, Miller I think had a slightly different opinion about Arizona but understood that that brand wa- gave him the kind of potential that Xavier wasn't going to provide. Right. And, and, and for a long time, he was exactly right. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I think those are coaches, one who was successful up to a point, uh, and another who, who you feel like the potential is certainly there, uh, all, albeit untested, uh, that, has, that, that both have opportunities to keep Arizona in the mix. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Kind of wrapping it up. Kind of wrapping it up here with loot. Then the. I wonder if there's ever been a study as to what the economic impact of loot Olson on Tucson has been. Ah, oh, it's a great question. I, 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 I bet it has been, and I bet it's been. I bet it's really interesting, but it's immense. Uh, it, it's, man, I, hey, I, it's Holly Hey, it is sweet. I could favorably argue that Lute Olson is among the most important singular economic figures in Tucson. And oh, not I only think, that, yeah, I think that's, I don't think that's a, that's, that's probably not a hard argument. Yeah. And beyond that, consider, I think, I think we may have brushed onto this before briefly. 
how many people have come through this program that Olson coached who have been not just possibly eight figure, but maybe nine, who have earned nine figures mm-hmm. in their careers, and not all of them have been in basketball. Right, right. Lofton in baseball. Right. Uh, Harvey Mason in music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got some other guys even spread out beyond what it, Tolbert in uh, talk radio. Right. You got a bunch of guys who have done really well for themselves uh, who went through this program uh, under Lute Olson's coaching tutelage, and they've made the city proud along the way and and it's and it's been great he's been invaluable even if there isn't an economic study out there the the number that comes back is invaluable for sure and 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 he's given tucson you know a city that could use a boost in pride uh he gave them you know 30 years of that and uh, still a basketball program that has potential to get back there you for sure and i think that uh I think Lute Olson was the perfect for a, for a, uh, a fan base that I think has certainly a little man complex to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Lute Olson was the perfect. I don't want to put this. He was the perfect face for that. I thought Matt Muehlbach made a very interesting point too about Lute. Lute was a powerful person. Like when you were around Lute, like even if Lute Olson wasn't a basketball coach, you would notice Lute in a room of people. There was a presence. There was that's the best way of putting it. There was a presence to him for sure. It wasn't a, and it was a unique presence too, like because he isn't a real gregarious guy. He's when not. you think of presence, you think gregarious, open. You think John well, John Calipari yeah, is somebody that something. Comes to mind. Yeah, he's not like you said. He's not a real. Yeah, like that's a great point. He's gregarious is the right way right way. Of putting he had it. this weird combination of aloof gregarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it also helped him too. And a sort there. of midwestern moral compass. But it all, that I think people recognized and galvanized too. It as definitely well. also helped him too that he was impossibly good looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, that and, that know, was with like immense. With the, and with that the hair uh-huh. too yeah. is you know I mean that I yeah. mean he had even when he was like seventy he still had that mm-hmm. like helmet of hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you know that it's yeah. like that uh-huh. ain't moving, bro. Yeah, my helmet of hair doesn't move either but that's because it's flesh color you, you know what that is a, that's a great point right there all right shoes so just kind of wrap up before we head out you go we covered uh, covered Lute Olson for a long long time mm-hmm. You've talked with him many many times what are you know what are your lasting impressions well you're Arizona the lasting impression is that Arizona was lucky to have him and uh, again his impact was immeasurable as far as one of the things Mike that I thought was interesting that I thought you would find interesting too is from an X's and O standpoint he was a guy and 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 I think O'Neill and Muehlbach were two people who alluded to this but n- not necessarily in specifics at the time you're looking at this is the era just after film and and now VHS mm-hmm. okay so you're looking at tapes you're not breaking down film you're breaking down tape, tape as opposed to now you break down digital and right. so on and so right. forth uh, but I've heard many people say and every basketball coach understands the game and knows what it is to a large degree they're trying to do mm-hmm. Olsen could walk into a room break down a tape Look at a team for 10 minutes and tell you the three ways they were going to attack them. There was something that Muehlbach mentioned. He talked about how Olsen was very structured and very prepared but willing to let his players play. Mm-hmm. And he used Sean Elliott as an example where he'd, he, he'd yell from the sidelines if there was a one-on-man one matchup. He'd move everybody off to the side and let Elliott mm-hmm. 
take his guy. Right. Okay. Mulebach used that a variation of that phrase quite a bit. I think "take him" was the phrase a that Mulebach used. Very Miller non-esque. Very, very much so. But part of the point of that is that when Olson saw the opposition for ten minutes, ten minutes on a videotape, he knew there's going to be a point in the game where Elliot is going to be defended by that guy and he can take him. And we will take advantage of that. So Olsen would figure out two or three different ways to attack a team and could do it in 10 minutes. Get the coaching staff around and then the coaching and say, okay, this is how we're practicing. This is our scouting report. This is how we're presenting it. And this is what we're going to do. And it was relatively simple. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so preparation was also an ability to cut into a certain simplicity to communicate to the kids what it is he wanted them to do and get them prepared in a way that made them effective. And that was a difference maker. And it, and it was kind of almost this savant-esque ability of his mm. to just look at tape and go point A, point B, point C. That's what we're going to do. Let's leave. Let's go practice. So what you're saying is that Lute Olsen was a talented basketball coach. In a, in a sentence, yes. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke, Locked on Wildcats.